right, welcome into to 9, 10 a.m., the Superstation. You are on Car Radio. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. Great to have you on the program today for the world's best car radio show. Joined in studio by uh, Jalen Alston. Jalen, how you doing? Looking good? Uh, good to, good to uh, be in studio uh, here on the Golden Microphone. we got a great program for you today. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, a big story in the Detroit News today, uh, writing about the uh, FSD, full self-driving mode, in the Tesla Model 3. I've got a Model 3 performance, as I talk about a lot on this show, and uh, just downloaded FSD uh, in the last couple of weeks. I've been driving around uh, on the road uh, hands-free, actually letting the car do, do the driving. It's been a fascinating experience. We're going to be talking about that with a couple folks today, Sam Abusamad of Guidehouse Insights. He was in the car with me and uh, knows a lot about this uh, industry and where it's headed on autonomous vehicles. Also talking to Dick Amaker, who's a fellow Tesla owner. He's uh, been driving around a little bit with FSD as well, so uh, we'll give you a first-person account of uh, how this technology works, and also talking to Vincent Norbent of uh, Alpha. Alpha's got a little news about their lineup uh, coming not just next year, but uh, looking ahead in the future as they electrify. And then the second hour, we'll get into some racing with uh, Stephen Cole Smith. He was down at Daytona this week uh, with the latest IMSA prototypes. Also talking to Ted Ryan about the very last edition of the Ford GT. Sad to see it go, but this last edition will blow your socks off. So a lot to get to uh, on the show. As always, give us a call here, 313-778-7600, if you want to join the conversation. And if uh, if you can't uh, listen to the whole show uh, today here on a Saturday, if you're busy, you're out holiday shopping, uh, you can always catch us uh, on on um, uh, podcast next week, uh, we go to podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, Detroit News, all kinds of place places to find this podcast uh, after the live show here on Saturday. So uh, good to have you on the program, and good to have Sam Abusamad on the program. Uh, uh, good uh, good good friend, fellow uh, auto journalist, but also an engineer who really knows uh, this uh, autonomous field. Sam, how are you? I'm doing great today. Yeah, good to have you, Sam. And and uh, you came out to uh, the house, and we were driving around a little bit. Um, uh, 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 what would you think of uh, getting behind the wheel of the Tesla Model Three with full self driving? Um, well, I can say that you know, there's a there's a lot that it can do quite well, surprisingly well, you know, in terms of basic driving tasks. But you know, that's you know, those basic driving tasks are the things that most drivers generally handle pretty well anyway. <laughs> the, the the challenge comes when you get into some of the more complex scenarios, and and uh, it's definitely not yet at the point where I think the, the brand full self-driving is really fitting yet. This this vehicle, this system is not yet capable of operating on its own without a human to stand by and be ready to take control at any moment. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, Sam. Uh, Tesla has always been very aggressive uh, about autopilot. They call the, the the basic program autopilot. I've been uh, driving that for three years in the car, and so FSD is a step up from that. Whereas uh, autopilot was a pretty linear program, works pretty well 
on the interstate, interstate you, you, you pair it with uh, navigation, you autopilot on navigation, and it'll automatically tra- change na- lanes for you. It'll, it'll get you off at your interstate exit as you head to your destination. Uh, destination. But uh, FSD, full self-driving, takes it to a different level. Now the ambition is for this car to drive itself all the time, everywhere, but it's still a level two system. Uh, t- uh, talk about that for folks a little bit, what, what the levels are and, and uh, why this so-called self-driving system is still a level two system. Yeah, so the Society of Automotive Engineers, uh, among the things that they do is they develop uh, standards, industry standards for a lot of things. Uh, and one of the things that they've defined uh, a number of years back is level for driving automation, from level zero to level five. Level zero means there's no driver assist or automation at all. Level five means that the vehicle is capable of operating under on its own without any human supervision or human uh, intervention um, in all conditions. And then there's a spectrum in between there. Um, level one is your basic driver assist stuff like adaptive cruise control, blind spot monitoring. Level two is where they uh, start to combine those functions together and do speed control, like adaptive cruise control or radar cruise control, together with lane centering, keeping the vehicle in the lane, or even changing lanes automatically. Um, I, I actually don't like the level terminology, especially for regular people that aren't engineers working on this stuff, because it's not really very meaningful to most people. And I prefer to go with feet off, hands off, eyes off, brain off. You know, feet off is like standard cruise control where you don't have to touch the pedals, you don't have to touch the gas pedal. Hands off is something like uh, GM Super Cruise um, or Ford's Blue Cruise where you can actually take your hands off the wheel, but your eyes are still on the road and your brain is on, you still have to watch out and be ready to put your hands back on the wheel at any time. Level three is brain is eyes off where you don't have to watch the road. You can look at a video or text or whatever, uh, and you have a little bit longer time before you have to take back control. And then brain off is where you don't have to pay any attention at all. You can take a nap, uh, get in the back seat. You know, the, that's, that's the robo-taxi model. And what, uh, what Tesla's got right now is feet off, but it's still hands-on and eyes-on. You still have to keep your hands on the wheel and, and eyes on the road and, and be ready to take over full control at any moment. Yeah, you really uh, – and, and, and when I downloaded this software uh, onto my computer, there's, uh, there's a whole laundry list of uh, legal uh, verbiage about what my responsibilities are uh, as, as, the, uh, as the driver in the driver's seat monitoring this self-drive system. I, I even put a student driver sticker on the back of my – That was a great addition, I think. <laughs> put that on the back of my car, Sam, because, uh, uh, because the car is very cautious – uh, it'll break in places where other drivers aren't expecting, and that's traditionally that's been where uh, self-driving cars have had issues. They're getting rear-ended all the time. You and I have been in level four vehicles. We've been in uh, uh, Waymo uh, out in Arizona. We've been in Cruise out in San Francisco. Those are truly brain-off vehicles, as you say. Those are level four vehicles. Um, to talk about the difference, why Tesla is is, a le- is is doing level two as opposed to level four. I mean, is, is talk, talk about the expense involved and, you know, why they don't go to that level 
Uh, just to give a little more detail to our listeners, uh, you can you can go to Tempe, Arizona, for example, right now, uh, download an app just like you would Uber or Lyft, order a Waymo self-driving car, get in. There's nobody at the wheel, and you can drive your destination uh, just like you would in an Uber or Lyft. This, this Tesla, as Sam just described, you've got to be uh, involved all the time uh, in, in case the, uh, the, you need to take over the car. So, uh, yeah, talk about the technology a little bit more there, Sam. Yeah, so Tesla's trying to take a very different approach from companies like Cruise and Waymo and Motional uh, and uh, May Mobility here in Michigan. They're, you know, they're using a lot more technology. They're using multiple different kinds of sensors. Tesla is trying to do this. Basically, Tesla is trying to do this on the cheap. Uh, using just cameras, um, you know, the, the theory being that, you know, as humans, we drive around, you know, with you know, our only sensor being our eyes, but that's not, that's not actually true either um, because, you know, we also use our hearing, our sense of touch when we're driving, uh, you know, the, the feedback that we get from the vehicle to make decisions. Um, and, um, and our eyes and our brain work very differently from cameras and computers. Uh, and the way that we process information. Uh, but Tesla is, you know, trying to build up from a basic system to a more complex system. And the decision they decided to do, what they decided to do is instead of having engineers drive millions of miles, uh, gathering data, constantly evaluating it, testing the thing, they would just give a beta software to their customers. To like me. You and, I'm and, a, yeah, I'm a, and, I'm, a, and I'm a space monkey. You and I were space yeah. monkeys. And, and and let and let do the driving, um, and then when and and in their system, they're monitoring. Uh, when does the human driver take over control? When is the human driver intervening and uh, taking over control from the system, or you know sometimes running uh, what they call shadow mode, where the software is running in the background, even when you're not using FSD mode, it's looking for differences between what the software thinks do in that scenario versus what the human does. And if it sees a, a significant difference, it'll grab a small snippet of video, maybe five, ten seconds, and when you get online, usually when you get back home and get on Wi-Fi, it will upload that video back to Tesla's uh, data center, and they'll incorporate that into their training set for their, their artificial intelligence model. With, uh, with all those other companies, they're gathering that data with trained test drivers, trained technicians, and uploading that themselves and doing all that validation before they put customers in the cars. Yeah, and it's and they're they're dramatically different uh, looking vehicles as well. You get mm -hmm. into the, the Waymo, get into the Cruise. Uh, you've got lidar sticking out all over the place. Uh, that's one of the big differences in terms of hardware, as Sam says. Uh, the Tesla is using entirely cameras. So, Sam, where, where do you where do you see things going uh, here in the next uh, few years? Is 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 it just a toy um, that? Uh, you know, Super Cruise and Cadillacs and Chevys or, or auto or uh, FSD and Tesla—is it just a toy that consumer uses? Is is the real game in, in autonomous driving in the in the um, in, in the, uh, the the rideshare services? Um, from a from a business perspective, that's you know certainly where a big part of the business is going to be is in those those ride autonomous ride hailing services like what Cruise is doing in in San Francisco and soon in Phoenix and. And Austin, what Waymo's doing in, in Phoenix and, and soon in LA and elsewhere. Um, 
And that's going to be a significant business for those companies. Uh, but the technology that's being developed by those companies with more advanced radar sensors, uh, LIDAR sensors, that's actually starting to come down into consumer vehicles. And what that's going to do is hopefully make consumer vehicles that you and I can buy um, safer because they will have uh, a better ability to detect what's around us. And even, you know, whether whether the human is driving or you're using a partially automated system like Super Cruise or Autopilot, um, they can help to intervene when you get into a dangerous situation. We're already seeing cars on the road now that have LiDAR sensors. Most cars have radar sensors. We're seeing cars like the Lucid Air. Um, the, the Volvo EX90 next year is going to have a standard LiDAR sensor. Um, GM is incorporating LiDAR into their Ultra Cruise system that's coming next year. So we're seeing a lot more of these advanced sensors that will be able to do things like automatic emergency braking and detect the pedestrian at night, which cameras can't, aren't really very good at right now, um, you know, or detect other obstacles and, and help you out when you get into dangerous situations. Yeah, it's uh, fascinating to watch. Uh, Sam, thanks for uh, coming along this week and uh, riding with me. We had a good time, and uh, we'll have you back on the program to talk about his advances. Thanks for, uh, uh, thanks for joining us. All right, we got Ray on the line. Ray, hang on there. We're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk, take uh, Ray's call and also be talking to Dick Amaker, a fellow Tesla driver about FSD, full self-driving, here on 910 AM. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. 63. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, and, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5.
My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Mike Z for more information at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at M-I-K-E-Z at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. All right, welcome back into Car Radio. And we've uh, got a new guest on the line, our friend Dick Amaker, good pr- uh, friend of the program and fellow Tesla Model 3 uh, owner. And uh, we got Ray on the line, also caller. We're going to get to you there, Ray. Just want to introduce uh, Dick and what he and I have been up to. Dick has actually had uh, full self-driving a little longer than I have. Uh, in in his uh, Tesla and Dick, you own a couple Teslas, I believe. Do you have uh, FSD in both? I do, Henry. And uh, by the way, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, we have the uh, the Model Y that you actually test drove when it was first uh, released. Yeah, great car. Uh, the red one, and uh, also have a long range rear wheel drive uh, Model Three. FSDs in both of them, but the Model 3 is in Florida, the garage, so it's it's not being driven at the moment, but it's happy where it is. <laughs> uh, Dick uh, knows his stuff. He's an engineer, uh, used to work for General Motors, and has been fascinated by uh, this uh, evolution of the industry into electric vehicles and autonomous driving, and, and, uh, and, and we love to kind of share experiences as we drive our Teslas, and, and uh, Dick, uh, you, I, I think you got FSD. I just got FSD, as I said at the top of the hour. Uh, you've had full self-driving for, I don't know, six six months, a year? Is that about right? Uh, I wasn't one of the original ones. I was one of the ones that was fighting with the uh, 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 safety score, uh, you know, and trying to get it up to uh, 100% or 99%. And, I'd always get shamed for doing something, and so uh, I had to wait for one of the later rollouts where they, they lowered the bar like to 98 or 95, and they never told you what you did wrong, you know, so like you're kind of in the dark. Now I think they've changed that, so people that are still working with the safety score, I think uh, now get some sort of haptic response or something when they turn a corner too hard or uh, you know accelerate or brake. You know, yeah. follow too closely. Yeah, your 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 safety score uh, 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 got you into FSD before me. Uh, heathens like me, I, I'm a C student. I was getting scores of 75. <laughs> I was well below uh, the the uh, the 90 percentile uh, range that was needed to get FSD. But then Tesla opened up uh, to, to anyone who wants to download the the. Uh, FSD software, and, and so I eagerly downloaded it uh, last week. Let's bring uh, Ray in here. He's been waiting 
patiently on the line. Ray, how are you? Yes, good morning. I was trying to catch uh, Sam before he got off, but yeah, uh, I got a Polestar two. I've been driving for a little bit. Yeah, it's and a nice car. I was looking at the comparison with that and the Tesla, but the, my main question is: this, Do you have any background experience with the Navia uh, French-based uh, multi-passenger uh, uh, autonomous shuttle? And I'm looking for some some background on that. I mean, and it's, I mean, we we experienced uh, experienced the set, the first generation, but the second generation have an experience. So I wonder, do you guys have any any updates on this next generation of the Navia uh, AV? Yeah, I'm I'm not familiar with that uh, with that AV. Although, uh, uh, and 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 Dick may know more, but I, I can I can no, tell no. you I can tell you with the uh, the the uh, cruise. Uh, service that I drove in out in San Francisco. This is uh, uh, Cruise is uh, owned by General Motors, uh, it, and and their service uses currently Chevy Bolt uh, EVs, and they're driving around folks driverless, uh, just like they you would an Uber or Lyft on San Francisco streets. What they are what they are um, uh, evolving to very quickly. Hopefully, they're, they're, they're they hope to do this next year. Uh, they're they're building a uh, autonomous vehicle, uh, an AV, uh, right here in Hamtramck that uh, just is a is a pod. Um, it's a big pod on four wheels. Looks like a bread box on four wheels, and uh, they they expect to have that out on San Francisco streets next week, available to everyone. So you know, think of a San Francisco trolley, except. Uh, not on rails and driving around as, an, as a uh, fully autonomous vehicle. That's what they want to do within a year. Uh, Dick, how, how about you? Have you experienced any uh, fully autonomous vehicles? No, no, I have not. Uh, you know, that's sort of a uh, kind of like a mini bus, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It just follows a prescribed uh, path and stops when there's a passenger that uh, has called it to get on. Yeah, have you have you experienced yeah. that, Ray? Is uh, they, yeah, is this... yeah, you know, we we deployed that that shuttle a couple of years ago down in the DMC area. Mm-hmm. That was the first generation. Uh, we're looking at, at another project now, but I haven't experienced the uh, the second generation. I was wondering maybe you can go out. It's the, the, the nice, they're they're right here in Saline. If you can get a chance to go out there and check them out, and maybe get some kind of report on it, so you know we kind of be insured insured about. Development. Yeah, I appreciate the heads up on that. I was not not aware that uh, there was a service okay. down in Saline. I know that the University of Michigan uh, has uh, was using autonomous shuttles uh, for a while. I don't think they are currently running at University of Michigan, but uh, right. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll check out uh, Saline, see what I can find. Thanks, Ray. Check it out. Okay, take care. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Dick, um, uh, I, I I've been driving. Uh, autonomous vehicles, semi-autonomous vehicles, all kinds of stuff. Ever since I got in the little uh, Google bot uh, way back in 2015, out on the Silicon Valley uh, campus. Um, so it's you know it's interesting to see the vari- variations of autonomous driving out there. Uh, the Tesla, as we were discussing with uh, Sam Abusamad in the first. Uh, uh, segment is very ambitious in that they are essentially using drivers like you and me, owners like you and me, as their beta customers. So, <laughs> how how often do you use FSD? 
Well, I use it whenever I can, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat cautious. You know, having spent about 10 years as a design development test engineer on engines, you know, I this kind of reminds me of that, you know, where you were expecting anything to happen. So uh, you kind of had to be alert to that. But, you know, I recently, recently had the experience of driving from Detroit to New Jersey uh, to see family. I stayed overnight in Philadelphia, so I went, you know, into New Jersey, came back to Philadelphia, went back to New Jersey, then drove uh, from there to Cincinnati to pick up some wheels and tires for winter, and then uh, drove back to Detroit. That was all in my Model Y. So, you know, I had experience on the highway and uh, in the very confusing streets of Philadelphia because I stayed in downtown Philadelphia. Uh, and I, I, I turned it on whenever I thought I could, you know, use it and then, you know, escape from it when I when I needed to. I'll tell you one place that it will not work is at the intersection of Market and Broad Street in <laughs> downtown Philadelphia. Why is that? Uh, well, Philadelphia is, you know, obviously a very old town, and, and, and they're noted for squares that were laid out uh, 200 years ago. And, and uh, Market and Broad Street is where there's a big big square where the city hall is and you know it can meet, neither be treated like a, a traffic circle or or like a, a set of intersections it's a one-way pattern and so you have to come down broad street and you have to turn right to miss city hall and then turn left to go continue south and then turn left again and then turn right to get back onto broad street and and uh the car the, the lane markings aren't terrific which is part of it you know uh, FSD requires, uh, you know, some acknowledgement or or, uh, or uh, visualization of, of the lane markings. And, of course, then, just like in traffic circles, people don't respect the lanes. So it was pretty pretty dodgy. And there were some traffic lights, you know, at various odd points, you know, where the intersections with the east, west, and north, south streets made that, uh, that square. Yeah. It would be a good one for Tesla to look at, actually. Um, there were also things like it didn't know what to do when it crossed the Betsy Ross Bridge at the toll booths. Like, well, you wouldn't expect it to, but how does it know whether you have an easy pass or not or whether you have to go to a, a cash booth? Um, uh, so that's to be expected. Uh, I, I think it's important to understand that FSD is not a product. It's more like being invited into a development program. Yeah, a beta uh, program. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'd like, I wish there was more of a gateway to, to uh, give Tesla some input on on things that, that I found uh, because I think it'd be useful to them. But it's a completely un, uh, unfenced uh, system. That's the big difference. It, it's trying to work in an environment that it's never been to before. And then you have weird things like uh, oh, driving west on one of the Walton Boulevard going to uh, Dixie Highway and at sunset and the glare off the highway is so great that the cameras can't tell where it's going and uh, stop right in the middle of the intersection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's where, that's where we as drivers need to be uh, ready to take over. Yeah, hold on there. We're going to take a break here, here from our advertisers. Sure. And on the other side of the break, we're going to continue talking about full self-driving, our Teslas with Dick Amaker. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation. I'm sick 
turning to the church who keeps telling me I'll burn. How can a sick church save a dying world? They can't. This is the story of a pastor's son who suffered from addiction, schizophrenia, and HIV. When he turned to his father's church, the church turned on him. If you would like to host a free viewing of this powerful documentary, contact Sora at 734-697-9511. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside a balance of nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. 9 to the M Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500, but they must air with a 30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Mike Z at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at M-I-K-E-Z at the wordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. 910, The Superstation, Detroit's only African-American talk radio. Welcome back into Car Radio. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist with the Detroit News, talking with Dick Amaker about our experience with our Teslas driving around with full self-driving. And, and uh, Dick, it's, uh, for, for folks who haven't been in a autonomous or semi-autonomous car, uh, it, it really is a freaky experience. I, I find a lot of people don't even know they have adaptive cruise control on their uh, – 
on their uh, vehicles, and you get into to FSD, as you and I have been doing uh, with the Teslas, and the car will make its own decisions. It'll, it'll, it'll decide whether to turn right or left. Uh, it'll stop at stoplights. I find it, I find it generally uh, very, very uh, slavish to, uh, to rules, to the, to the point where uh, it reminds me some of the things in my driver education uh, you know, two centuries ago, um, that I was supposed to do that nobody ever does. And one of them is, as you approach a stoplight, uh, the driver education classes tell you to stop at the at a, at a, a, a sorry a stop sign to stop about ten feet shy of the stop sign and then slowly roll forward. And uh, the Tesla does that. <laughs> Just like a student driver, and uh, um, and and uh, do you find that as well? It's uh, it's 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 very particular about road rules. Well, it is, and like going into my subdivision, it it almost passes the entrance to the subdivision, comes to a complete stop, and then squares off the corner. Whereas everyone else, myself included, would sort of arc in at a safe speed, but uh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't do that stop and turn um, maneuver, and uh, uh, done some other weird things uh, too. But but like you say, I think they're they're rules based. Sometimes the the gain rate on on some of the steering maneuvers after it stopped and and on its accelerator, I think are higher than what I would do. Uh, that's a little concerning. Yeah. when it's trying to figure out what to do. Uh, yeah, and often uh, I find it's it's braking can be very aggressive uh, going exactly. into a uh, uh, to a right turn, for example. And and to your point about Philadelphia, you know, where you're running into those uh, squares, those old squares. That's unique to Philadelphia. What's pretty unique to Michigan is Michigan turns uh, and uh, and roundabouts. Roundabouts you do find in other states, but I find that the Tesla is very confused by Michigan turns. Well, the, the the turn at uh, Walton and Adams, for instance, where I want to go south, I'm going west on Walton and I want to go south on Adams, it knows it has to go through the intersection and then do a Michigan turn. But I've had the case where it actually picks uh, a Michigan turn before the traffic light, and it's turning around and going backwards before it ever got to, to Adams Road. Now, I haven't tried it with the latest uh, download, so... It, it may have uh, improved on that, but a couple other things is done. I did it three times at this hotel I stayed at in Harrisburg on this last trip, where this navigation that was going to go straight straight through the intersection, and the intersection had a double uh, lane left turn, and it actually went into the uh, most left hand lane, and then when it got right up to the intersection, it crossed. Uh, the other left-hand lane and went into the through lane and then continued on. And that, that was totally unexpected, but I let it do it because there wasn't any traffic around, so I just wanted to see what it would do. I'm kind of a devil's advocate like that. <laughs> yeah, I know what you – yeah, I, I do the same. Uh, yeah, assuming things are safe, I just, just let the uh, car decide where it wants to go. And and uh, and you make a, a uh, you make a really good point, which is – uh, that this system is constantly getting over-the-air updates. So uh, 
for for there there are folks here in in Michigan. Uh, Joel Surtees, uh, who we've had on the program, is an early adopter of FSD in his Tesla uh, back in 2020, and he has seen major advances. Uh, in the system, from the graphics uh, the, on on the screen, where you can see all the vehicles around you, as well as obstacles, uh, just to the car's basic behavior in taking uh, right-hand turns. He said that he said the car used to clip curbs consistently on right-hand mm-hmm. turns. Have okay. you, have, yeah, have you have you seen any uh, major changes in your OTA updates? Oh yeah, uh, it, it gets better and better. It's it's, it's just. It's very far from what the aspirational goal is. But on the other hand, you know, I think we need to remember it is a development. It's not a product. And uh, so, you know, it's work in progress. We're, we're lucky to be able to be exposed to it. And personally, I have no experience with Super Cruise or any of the other uh, efforts going on. You, I'm sure you do, Henry. Yeah. So you have some basis of comparison there that, that I don't have. So yeah, and I must I, say, I must say, Dick, I, I do prefer the camera-based system. Uh, I, I, I prefer that the Super Cruise and GM uh, watches you all the time with the camera, so you can go truly hands-free. Whereas the Tesla re- requires that you keep a hand on the wheel so it can sense torque. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that I found on this trip, though, is, is as there's more and more information being added to the uh, infotainment and the, the navigation. You know, if I spend any time looking at that screen, just trying to look at where I'm going because the map is there and, and the points I'm going to have to uh, watch a turn or something, it'll remind me to stop doing that. You know, the, the in-cabin camera will say, watch the road. You know? yeah. uh, That's a good point. Yeah, they do have a camera trained on you as well. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not slacking off. I'm just I'm looking at navigation information or I'm, I'm trying to find a, a button on a screen to do something with the infotainment. Uh, and that's that's a universal problem with putting too much content uh, that's important to you on that kind of a screen rather than on using knobs and buttons like us old guys are familiar with, yeah. which are very tactile. You don't have to look at them to operate them. Yeah, it may, and that, that'll be interesting to see because uh, now that Tesla does have that camera trained on the drivers, it'll be interesting to see if they hand off more uh, responsibility to that camera as opposed to uh, having us uh, keep a hand on the wheel. It, that's uh, that's an option uh, uh, for them. Dick, uh, uh, thanks for joining us today as always, and uh, and look for, looking forward to uh, spending more time uh, with you in Teslas. Keep driving. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks, Dick. And for for those of you out there who want uh, to read more on this, I, I have a, a front page story in the Detroit News today on full self driving uh, my Tesla Model Three. Uh, we got so uh, video there um, uh, in the cabin showing uh, what it looks like from a driver's uh, perspective. Uh, it's really fascinating to be a beta tester of this program. But as I say, I put a student driver sticker on the back <laughs> because the car uh, really drives uh, cautiously like a, a student driver. So that kind of helps people uh, stay back a little bit. All right, let's uh, shift gears here a little bit and talk about Alfa Romeos. We are joined by Vincent Norbent of uh, Alfa Romeo. Um, and, and Vincent, uh, uh, I, I know that noir in French – 
You're you're a Frenchman running Alfa Romeo, an Italian company in this country, and and uh, and and my my French. I know noir means black. Uh, uh, what does noir bent mean literally? And 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 am I pronouncing that correctly? You're doing very well, Henry, and that's uh, nice for having me on the show indeed. It was good to see you last week as well. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Noir Bon is my uh, official French name. Um, and it's interesting that you're asking me the question because Noir is black indeed. Bon could be as a bench. So, yeah, black bench could be uh, could be some sort of a <laughs> literal translation. I'm not too sure that's the original name, though, but uh, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's good. And, I'm yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll use the in, in English pronunciation, uh, Noir, bon, noir Bent. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a very elegant name as uh, French names. Uh, uh, tend to me, uh, tend to be, and and uh, I, I this morning my favorite bakery uh, in Oakland County near my home is a French uh, uh, pastry shop, and the uh, proprietor is from Normandy, uh, uh, France. Mm-hmm. And uh, where were you from in France? I'm a, I'm actually a, a Parisian. I was actually born in Versailles, born and raised in Versailles, which is just outside of Paris. And uh, I lived in Paris up until the age of 20, something like that. And since that age, uh, I've been fortunate enough to uh, to work for Peugeot mainly, uh, and in many, many, many places. I mean, uh, I, I went to England, to Scotland, to Nigeria, Africa. I even went to Russia. Uh, I was posted in Sweden. And the funny thing is, I started actually my my first post was actually in New York for Peugeot Motors of America at the time, so it was back in 1990. Wow! Um, and I thought because of my international background and the uh, the that sort of first position, and uh, that uh, a few years ago I was approached to say, um, "Hey, how about that um, idea of going back to the US? Uh, you bet." So that's how we started that project back in 2015, 15 to convince our uh, senior management to, uh, to go back to the U.S. And it, it, as a PSA, it was a PSA time, so it was Peugeot at the time. Uh, and that's how um, I was part of the, uh, um, of the strategy plan of PSA with Mr. Tavares. And uh, I was sent to the U.S. with Mr. Larry Dominic to um, bring PSA, North America, PSA as, as a group to uh, North America and with the, uh, the aim to bring Peugeot at the time. Uh, then we had uh, some of the ideas uh, to actually uh, uh, merge with FCA, and as you know, that has uh, given the, uh, the, the, uh, the birth to uh, that Stellantis group with like 12 automotive brands. Uh, and um, the, the thing is, you know how it is in a company. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, uh, at the end of the day, there's all human people uh, behind the scene. And uh, Jean-Philippe Amparto was actually uh, the one uh, driving Peugeot at the time. He was the CEO of Peugeot. And he was appointed, as soon as the uh, Stellantis was created, he was appointed as the, the CEO for Alfa Romeo. And uh, Jean-Philippe took his existing yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's a truly international industry. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's wonderful to have a, a Frenchman in the United States uh, uh, running the Alfa Romeo Italian brand. Uh, uh, Vincent, hang on there. We're going to hear uh, from our advertisers, and on the other side of the break, we'll continue talking about Alfa Romeo with Vincent Norbent. 
WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. 63. Balance of Nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Mike Z for more information at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at mikez at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. All right, welcome back into Car Radio. We're talking with Vincent Noirbent, who uh, is the chief of Alfa Romeo here in the United States. And, and uh, Vincent, uh, you showed us a beautiful new Alfa Romeo uh, Tonali this week in downtown Detroit. Uh, uh, talk about that new Tonali and where it fits in the Alpha lineup. Yeah, yes, indeed. Yeah. It, it was good to, uh, to have you uh, with us uh, this week, indeed, uh, with, with the vehicle. And obviously, we had the vehicle in front of us, so it was probably easier to uh, 
uh, to, to have a good um, uh, understanding of what that vehicle is. So size-wise, we're looking at a compact SUV. So basically a vehicle that would sit uh, under our current schedule, which is our mid-size SUV, and then would be sitting alongside our uh, Julia, which is our mid-size uh, sedan. So a good entry point to the Alfa Romeo brand, uh, a good entry point into uh, the premium uh, segment, into the premium world. So we're very much like looking forward to uh, having like a, a new a new type of customers for, for us, a new uh, a new breed of customers happy to discover what uh, Alfa Romeo has to offer. And when we um, designed that, that product, when we grew that product for our engineering team and our design team, it, it was about like sort of three things that we, we were after. Where, first of all, we have four meals about heritage. Secondly, we have four meals, so that's driving experience. And then thirdly, uh, another element that's 20, 20, 21st century now, and we need to, uh, to be uh, uh, embracing the technology and that. So we've put a lot of technology into that vehicle. So now we've got the three pillars heritage that we can see very much in the design of the vehicle. Uh, the driving experience, we, we, we're going with a uh, well, uh, best-in-class uh, output, best-in-class 50-50 uh, weight distribution, uh, uh, best-in-class torque, and that gives us like a very, very enjoyable vehicle to drive. That's what you expect from our Formel. And finally, as far as the technology is concerned, that's mainly down uh, uh, to the, uh, the connected services, instance. So much so that what we decided to do is actually to offer three years of connected services to our customers so that they can enjoy the, uh, the most of their vehicle. Yeah, the, the connected uh, services, of course, are a huge uh, revolution in this, in this com- uh, country. I mean, for folks who haven't bought a new car uh, in the last uh, five, uh, eight years, to get into a new car and to see the, the electronics and the connectivity that are avail- available to them is is extraordinary. Uh, uh, Vincent, this, the, the, the Tenali is all already available in Europe. Uh, you, you offer three drive trains over there, beginning with a uh, diesel. In the United States, however, we're, 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 getting, uh, we're getting one option. We're getting the uh, a plug-in um, uh, option. Uh, talk about that, you know, why the U.S. market is different than Europe in that regard and uh, what people can expect uh, in, in using this uh, plug-in hybrid. Sure, sure. I mean, in the main, uh, the U.S. market, as opposed to Europe, is very much uh, a market with more powerful uh, uh, engines overall. I mean, it's, it's been the case for years and years and years. Uh, we've had, like, V8s and V6s in this country, whereas in Europe, I mean, V6 would be like very much like a luxury engine, and today, I mean, I don't think there's any V6 left in Europe. It's like it would be four cylinders, three cylinders, that sort of thing. So, down to downsize very much in Europe, you know, that it's more compact, more constrained, and everything. So, we don't have that constraint here in this uh, in this country, thank God, that's cool, uh, especially when you want to actually have a, a, a high performance vehicle. And it's exactly what we're doing here. We are able, thanks to the plug in hybrid technology, I just, you just said, uh, Henry is that we we able to transform that environmental-friendly technology into uh, a, a, a superb uh, a driving experience technology, and that's what matters to us. We wanted to make sure that we were making the, the, the base out of that technology. So uh, what, what it allows us to do is that on, on the front, obviously, we've got a traditional, uh, traditional engine. It is a compact, small engine, delivering 180 horsepower at the badge. You have the uh, um, uh, electric motor, the electric unit, uh, and the battery. 
So that puts some weight on the bag. So that gives you that sort of 50-50 uh, uh, perfect distribution. The, the motor of the bag develops a 90 kilowatt. And so the combination of the two delivers like 285 horsepower at peak. And also what it does, because of the battery, it gives you instant torque uh, from, from the get-go. And then the torque goes up to 350 pounds uh, feet of torque. So all those figures, uh, for those of you uh, who are listening, I mean, uh, are on a car that is uh, pretty light, I mean, pretty well contained in terms of weight, uh, gives you, like, absolutely super performance in terms of uh, uh, driving dynamics, in terms of going around corners uh, or, or, or bend or uh, airplane or just roundabouts in the Detroit region or wherever you, you'll be driving, plus obviously the four-wheel drive mechanism, uh, which gives you that sort of extra bit of safety as well. So, uh, I mean, I think that we, we all have good friends with a car driving that vehicle around. Yeah, as, uh, as all Alphas, uh, I'm sure this vehicle is going to be a lot of fun to drive. And, and do, you, do you see the Alpha Tonali, Vincent, as a bridge to uh, to electric cars. I know Alpha is very ambitious about electric cars, uh, starting in 2025, I believe, in this uh, market. How do you see that? Uh, how how do you see that playing out? Now, it, it's a good point. It, it's a good bridge on on all accounts. Um, as I just said, we we the, the DNA of the brand is to deliver that driving dynamic and. An electric powertrain or, or, or a hybrid powertrain or a powertrain is, is here to deliver that driving uh, dynamic. So there's no change in there. So we need to make sure that there's that continuity in, in that what we deliver to, to you as a customer experience, uh, as an experience to our customers. So that, that, is, that is critical for us. So that's what we're doing here. And then what it does as well, because we're introducing that, that piece of electricity, I would say, into the vehicle, that allows us to build all the ecosystem around that. Uh, that vehicle being a plug-in hybrid will allow our customers to have uh, a wall box, what we call a wall box, at home to charge uh, the vehicle. And you, you know, with the, the right sort of installation, you can charge the vehicle in two hours and a half to, to, to get that sort of uh, 15 and a half uh, kilowatt hour battery uh, sort of charger. But then you can just commute on, on a daily basis with, with, with that. So, and same thing with our data network. We're making sure that they get equipped, they have the training, they have the technicians, they have uh, all the ability to handle that sort of new new experience. So it is a, um, a nice way that we've got two years ahead of us to indeed pivot towards full electric uh, 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 vehicles uh, where we'll be all in, and then that gives us that, that transition period. So it's very, very important to, uh, for us to, uh, to, to do that right for the next two years. Yeah, a lot coming uh, from Alfa Romeo here in the next few years. And uh, within the Stellantis brand, of course, we've talked on this program uh, about the Jeep 4xe's. You can do similar things, uh, install a wall box and, and charge those. You get about 20 miles of range. And so this Alfa will be uh, behave similarly. You'll be able to uh, charge maybe uh, get 30 miles uh, out of the battery that you can use locally before the gas engine kicks in. Vincent uh, Noirbent, uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, great great to have you on talking Alfa Romeo. Henry, my pleasure. Anytime. All right, we're going to take a break here at the top of the hour and hear from our advertisers. We'll also hear a little soccer news as well for you World Cup fans. And on the other side, we'll be back on Car Radio talking cars.
The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily, and